Welcome to the Got Your Six podcast. This podcast brings together current service members and veteran high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas delivered in an informative and most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash, and into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. Sixers, what an absolute treat we have today. But before we get into our guests, let's paint a scene real quick. You're at a juncture in your life. Your palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There might be some spaghetti from your mom on your sweater. And you're about to go into something that you don't think you can do, but you believe in yourself enough. You're about to bet on yourself. So you just say, just going to send it. And you go into it. That is what our guest lives and breathes every day. Cooper Lichen is on our show today, founder of SoBet. Couldn't be more excited. Coop, welcome to the Gotcha 6 podcast, my man. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me and obviously giving me this opportunity. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I've known several people who have gone into the breach with you. But um, it's funny how life works out. You're up at Campbell, 3320th, my first unit. And we, we became connected through mutual, mutual West Point connections. So it's just funny how life works out. And now I'm here becoming a Sixer. You know, and you've been an OG Sixer from the beginning. And we are entirely grateful to have you part of the community. But today is all about your journey and where you, how you've gotten to where you are today. You're looking a $83 billion industry in the face and saying, hey, you know what? We can do it not only better, but we can do it in a more transparent way with SoBet. You're looking at something like sports betting, which has its connotations and everything else like that. And you're bringing in a community aspect. Where did that come from? Yeah, I think it actually started within a smaller community, right? The idea developed during COVID, um, as probably in the next five years, we're going to find out a lot of a lot of ideas did. But we were sitting on the couch, it was me and some buddies, and the NBA came back on and we were just constantly betting. The NBA was trying to catch up with all the games that they missed. So games were on every 30 minutes, it seemed like. And, you know, we had friends over and we couldn't go outside of the house. You couldn't go to bars or anything. So we were just on the couch. And I've always been a huge sports better for the better part of the last five years. I've been hitting at a 58% rate. So pretty, pretty successful sports better. I mean, really how the idea just kind of stemmed is I was finding myself going to social media constantly for sports betting information. And a lot of the guys that I was going to were the same guys, influencers, if you will. 20, 30, 40, 50, all the way up to 100,000 followers. And these guys were really professional sports bettors putting out quality information via TikTok and Twitter and social media means. And really, I was in the same boat, right? I was professional sports better doing the same thing these guys were. Um, but I found myself losing time. And so to make up for that time, I was going to, going to social media to get tidbits of information from these guys. Um, and in the process, I kind of realized... I found myself sifting and sifting and sifting through social media and kind of this light bulb idea went off as I got to know some of these guys through direct messages and whatnot. Why, why can't we create a platform that kind of leverages the communities that they've already built and place all that sports betting information that they were putting out via social media into one place? So that's kind of what we did. And, and really in the process, our goal has become to build a, a more informed sports betting community through these experts, these independent experts, and leverage the communities that they've already built to uh, to kind of build one big sports betting community. So then how do you go back to, right, we look at positive habits and things like that. And sometimes, 
like sports betting isn't one of those things that can be, you know, more of a vice than a positive habit. How do you look at it from a community standpoint, bringing people together in a way where it's it's positive for other people being part of it, as opposed to the, like, this vice that usually leads to like negative connotations? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing is is all of our creators are independent, right? And as a as a platform, SoBet is a content engine that's independent and agnostic from kind of the industry as a whole. Um, so really, the angle that we're taking is we have the ability to preach uh, best practices and build a healthier betting ecosystem because money really isn't tied to it for us like it is some of the bigger companies in the space. So I think that builds trust within the community, but also enables us to foster that healthier ecosystem. Now, as you look at that shared understanding that you talk about in the sports betting ecosystem, is that something you're implementing from your time in the military? Or is there something that you constantly go back to on a daily basis when it comes to like, hey, what I learned in the military when I was in Ranger Regiment, you know, being a special operator, like, where do you constantly go back to at a daily basis at like your core? Yeah, it's funny. A lot of, um, it, it was a grind getting a lot of these creators onto the platform, right? Because they had to buy into kind of the bigger purpose of what we were doing. Because on their own, they all had built followings on social media, which is pretty impressive in itself and takes a lot of effort as a content creator, right? And a lot of time. So they kind of had to buy into the greater vision of the platform in saying that, hey, like if I if I join SoBet and I, and I bring my community onto this platform and so-and-so brings his community and so-and-so brings her community and we build this greater community of independent experts, it's going to be better for the whole betting ecosystem as a whole, right? Because it's kind of that rising tide lifts all ships philosophy. And really, that's, that's something that I took directly from the military. Uh, in the military, especially in special operations, as you know, it's on you. And if you don't perform, the guy next to you fails. And if the guy next to you doesn't perform, you fail. Um, so it's, it's, it's always that rising tide lifts all ships philosophy. So it was cool to preach that in building this company and, and get people to buy into that philosophy. As you look to community, what community is kind of like maybe your inspiration or where are you drawing it? Is it from your time in a particular unit with particular people? Where does that come from as you kind of look to emulate that again in a different view uh, with SoBet? Yeah, I think the Ranger Regiment is an incredible community, right? And everybody is everybody's pulling their part of the pie. Everybody's showing up every day, gung-ho and ready to go. So it's just, it, when you take that niche of the military and you look at some a unit like that where everybody's spreading information across the ecosystem because ultimately everybody knows it's the information that they have is more valuable to the team than it is to the individual person. So I think that's really where it stems from, right? It's it's knowing that putting your best effort forward every day and your best practices um, and putting that into the pot for the greater good is really going to is really going to benefit the team at the end of the day. As you look to best practices just personally, right, you're looking at other people and trying to like continue to grow not only a company but yourself. What talent or like skill are you working on right now, especially as a founder? Because there's a lot of different things that kind of come into that talk you're talking to other friends and, you know, shared acquaintances that we have. Where are you right now to trying to grow to the next level of where you see everything going? Uh, in terms of personally, professionally? Yeah. I mean, because they're both tied together, right? It's it's funny, right? And I, I was up in New York City last weekend speaking at the, the Mill Vets conference. And this question came up a lot, especially among transitioning vets. And I think the biggest thing most founders, uh, especially in the startup world, are, see is see are seeking is balance, right? How do you find balance? Because your livelihood is directly tied to what you're doing. It's it's kind of 
that idea of I'm the one who owns this. So if it doesn't happen, it, it's my fault. So I think it's it's easy to get bogged down by that and constantly grind on on what you're doing and get kind of lost in the sauce in terms of, you know, you're not working out, you're not caring about your mental health, you're turning to vices. And I've definitely, you know, fallen into some pitfalls in that category for sure. But I think we were talking about this the other day, and I was talking about this up at the conference. But I think when you look across the board at the most successful founders and entrepreneurs, you're going to find they have habits. um, And those habits start very early in the morning. So 5am, 6am, getting up, taking some time to yourself, that, that mental time in the morning to decompress, possibly journal, listen to podcasts, read, work out is super, super important. And it's actually what stimulates uh, the most progress on the professional side of the house. So for me, I, I really seek to try to build habits to find that balance, um, whether that's a consistent workout or, or a consistent workout plan or a healthy diet, reading consistently, things like that to try to balance out some of the more stressful parts of running a startup. What is the essential habit right now that is like non-negotiable that you look to every day to be like, yes, this is the thing I need currently? I think for me, it's definitely working out. And I think, you know, coming up through West Point, having that ingrained in you, and you probably find the same way. It's, it's, it's almost like so ingrained in you that when you don't have those endorphins, when you don't have that chemistry in your brain changing due to physical activity, that you find yourself in a funk, you find yourself off, more irritable. My mom always says, you know, I can tell when you haven't worked out for a couple of days because you're extremely irritable, which is, I guess, a good thing and a bad thing, right? <laughs> it's a tell, but at the same time... Appreciate it, mom, just calling it like it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that's a non-negotiable for me. Um, and I try to balance cardio and weightlifting because I'm a pretty big believer in both, but um, that's definitely my non-negotiable. And then how do you, uh, going back to balance, right? When you have extremely stressful work and you're out there talking to different people and like growing a company, how do you give yourself grace or permission to maybe you don't need, you recognize like today I don't need a hard workout. I just need to go for a walk. How do you come to that? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm a huge Tom Brady fan, to be honest with you. And he always preaches um, success is a combination of talent and opportunity. Right. So the perfect combination of talent and opportunity is always success. And opportunity is a lot tied to luck, right? 50% of the equation is tied to luck, timing, opportunity. And talent really comes from 50% natural ability, 50% hard work. Um, And Tom's the biggest advocate of preaching, hey, like if you can take that 25% that's hard work and maximize that and, you know, both of us pretty decent spots in our life, that talent equation is probably close to full. So if you can maximize everything you can control, then everything else in the equation will most likely take care of itself, whatever that may be, right? So I think that's having that mindset that, hey, it's, it's, a, long, it's a long game, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and half the equation is probably going to be luck and timing anyway, despite how hard you work. And just keeping that humble mindset really you know, makes it easy to get out of bed in the morning and make decisions that, you know, I guess just to take a break from working so hard all the time. How do you do that? Like, what does that look like for you to be able to say, you know what, we need to take a tactical pause here and now? I mean, for me, it's pretty easy because I love watching sports and we have a sports betting company. So <laughs> my tactical pause is kind of related to my company as it is. 
but it, that's like when I find my peace and that's when I really, what I do in my free time besides working out and getting outdoors and things like that. Um, watching sports is my passion. Sports are my passion. So it's, it's pretty easy for me to be honest. And then as you talked about too, it's like, you know, looking at it in very small increments, essentially I'm going to hit a little bit of a dad joke, even though I'm not a dad yet, uh, <laughs> taking those small bets on yourself, right? Where, where have you taken small bets recently that you have kind of seen just maximize themselves in terms of opportunity, right? To your point of luck and timing. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, it's called small bets, call them big bets. I'm a big believer in things happen for a reason, right? So, I mean, I ended up back in Nashville for a reason, you know, kind of beyond my control. And I've met a few companies along the way that we actually did deals. We ended up doing deals with prior to the football season, which was pretty cool. But just like those little coincidences, right? Like meeting people and then figuring out a way to work together just because of luck and timing, really, and getting to know someone, figuring out, you know, their vision of their company, sort of in line with our vision, good people, and then figuring out a way to work together. Um, we did that with two Web3 companies before the football season, which was kind of, it, it was kind of a, a side road for us. It wasn't, you know, directly related to our greater vision, but it ended up being a huge success for everybody um, and really adding a lot of value to what we're doing. And as you talk about vision too, right, it's something that you see on a wall, right? We've constantly been preached it and we've created our own visions along the way at different leadership positions. But when you really kind of break down a vision, you have to take something so complex and make it simple. How did you arrive at the vision of where you're looking to go with SoBet right now? Which is, I think it's betting with the pros. Yeah, I mean, when you take a look at it, a lot of people are like, oh, overnight success. But we've been at this for two and a half years, right? We've pivoted, we've twisted and turned along the way. And really, what the idea that we started out with is completely different from where we are today. I think the biggest thing along that journey, though, is taking information that you find, things that you uh, can pull out of people that are valuable to them, um, and apply to the masses and apply to your vision, right? And constantly be tweaking it along the way to say, hey, we might be at a 50% solution, we might be at a 60% solution, but we're never going to be at a 100% solution, right? There's always going to be something along the way that we can pick up and add that we didn't know before. So I think it's just keeping that humble approach and knowing that it's an evolving journey and that things are going to change along the way. When you hear people say, hey, you're an overnight success, does that fuel you or does, does that create like a chip on your shoulder? No, I don't, I don't think so. It's funny, um, this has come up a lot especially when people are like, oh, you know, screw them. Like they didn't believe in you. You'll, you'll get them one day. I don't, I don't even really think that way, to be honest with you. Like I started this company for me because I wanted to change something in the sports betting world. So really when people say no or kind of poo-poo the vision or poo-poo what we're doing, it's, it's not, it's nothing on them. Everybody has their perspective. Everybody has their opinions and how they see the world. Really we're doing this for us. And if, the team that we have on the ground is the right people to put on the bus, then I'm fine to go forward with them. And I know we'll be a success no matter what. Yeah. You're not in the convincing business. You're in the conviction business and holding true to your vision and going along that road, wherever it takes you and the team is what you're all about at the end of the day. And if you want to jump on the bus, Hey, we'll make room. But if not, that's okay too, because everybody needs a little bit of hate, right? And that, and that, and I say hate, like it's okay to have hate because for whatever reason, people might be discouraged or whatever. And then you never know down the road, they might be like, you know what? They did something. I didn't fully believe in it. And I was proven wrong. Maybe I need to just, you know, I just got to set it myself. 
Yeah, exactly. That's I think that's the right mindset to have, especially in the startup world. So as we talk startup, right, we always kind of look at like the very top and like, oh, this is what success, trillion dollar companies, all that stuff. But we, it's very hard to kind of go back and look at the failures along the way. What failure has ultimately led to your greatest success thus far in your life? Yeah, I think uh, when I was at school, I walked onto the soccer team or preferred walk on. And really, I wasn't prepared for West Point when I went to West Point. I got in a couple weeks. I actually got in a couple weeks before our day, which was pretty insane um, due to some crazy circumstances. I was actually all set to go to prep school. But that first year at West Point, I really I failed pretty big, pretty big time. My grades were horrible. Um, I'd broken my foot, which is kind of a weird trial to go through, especially being on crutches as a plebe and crutching, <laughs> crutching everywhere at West Point, which I broke it the first week of school, which was pretty insane. So I missed the whole freshman year playing soccer. And I think that led me down a path to make some pretty bad decisions in terms of not being a good teammate, not being good to myself in terms of recovery. And it led to me um, leaving the soccer team after my after my freshman year. So I think like looking at that little anecdote and knowing that I didn't do everything I could to prepare myself for recovery, for adding to the team for looking after myself as, as a person and my own health. And I was pretty cut up about it my sophomore year or my, my yuck year. And that led to me uh, joining the Sandhurst team and really trying to like improve on those aspects of my life. But I think when I look at it, all those lessons that I learned um, kind of in like the selfishness aspect and being a good teammate and, and being good to myself and adding to a greater cause really helped me grow as a person and and probably some of those lessons I carry with me today. Just for the Sixers I don't know, the Sandhurst team is essentially all the military schools come together one time a year for a weekend event. And they all compete in different military events. And it's essentially like the team of teams to be on, to be selected to be on a Sandhurst team is like a big deal. And you are selfless because you're doing everything you can to help your team win uh, while competing against the greatest you know military academies in the world. So that's, it's, it's fascinating. You went from like not being a good teammate to like excelling as a teammate within the span of a year. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what West Point will do to you, right? That's the, that's the purpose of the Academy. One of them. But as we kind of wrap up, I want to focus on one last question. How are you better today than yesterday? As I said, like I look at things as a marathon, not a sprint, right? So if, if you're getting up and you're doing one thing better before before this podcast, for example, I had 45 minutes and I knew I hadn't worked out today. had coffee this morning pretty early, so I couldn't get a workout in in the morning um, with, with another, with a partner of ours. So before this podcast, you know, I was working, had a bunch of stuff to do. I still have a bunch of stuff to do, but I squeezed in that workout and it wasn't a great workout, but 45 minutes, it was something. And I'm a big believer of like, hey, if you can stack that up five days a week, five weeks at a time for a whole year you're absolutely better because you're chipping away every day. I think just having that mindset and, and staying consistent with that mindset of if I can just do something tiny and it'll add to the, to the greater purpose, then you're always getting better. Dude, we're all about stacking the wins here on the Gotcha 6 podcast. Where can people go to learn more about you, SoBet, and the whole journey that you and the team are on? Yeah, we try to be pretty public about our releases on LinkedIn. So my LinkedIn profile has all the releases that we put out, um, all the public information, links to our website, and that'll take you 
right into the customer journey of our website and signing up to get on the to get on the site if you're interested in sports betting. So I think LinkedIn is probably the best place. Awesome. And we'll make sure we link all that in the show notes below. Coop, again, thank you for sharing your ideas, your strategies, your tactics. And most importantly, my man, thank you for having our six. Really appreciate it, brother. Thanks so much, Tony. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Sixers. Did you know the Got Your Six podcast is now streaming every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern on Reefs Across America Radio, available on the iHeartRadio app, the Audacity app, and the TuneIn app. Just search the word Reef. Love to hear what you think. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Got Your Six podcast. If you got something out of this, be a battle buddy. Share with a friend, pass it along. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a review and give us as many stars as you think we warrant because we love what we do here at the Got Your Six podcast. We're always adapting and evolving this podcast because of you, the Sixers. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. You'll never miss an episode when we drop new ones every Monday. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.